Basic witches. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches. <laughs> Basically. Welcome back, witches. I'm Rachel LaForest. Sorry, I was just hacking up along. I'm Leah Knauer. <laughs> and this episode is definitely brought to you by Lucky 420. <gasps> For sure. One of our amazing 70s stoner activist babe women run sponsors we love them we have a little j somewhere in this episode mm-hmm. and things get very interesting <laughs> yes. i love it um we also have an update on one of our most recent episodes with our pro witch Brittany lee tarot uh the spirits at the store and so in the episode she was saying that in the kitchen bar area there was a trickster there was a trickster a prankster that had an alter ego maybe it was a brother and we like we're like hmm that's interesting so we found out from one of our sound well, engineers she actually read it as two spirits two entities one would be kind of mean to the other one and play tricks on them which would result in objects flying around in real life at the store Um, But anyways, she said, all you have to do is, they might be brothers or something, these spirits, they pick on each other. All you have to do is tell him, go do your set. Okay, back to... Yeah, good. So we found out from one of our sound engineers at the store that freaking the only person that there are photos of in that area is Andy Kaufman. And he is known, famous, notorious for being a trickster, a prankster, and having alter ego with him and Tony Clifton. Yeah. And that's the pictures were not in view of us when she was when she did this mm-hmm. reading in that this room. Is, we didn't even see. Yeah, them. this is the same room that um, she said there was a stapler that flew across the room, and apparently this guy like yeah. pulls a girl's hair. Yeah. So it was just like fascinating, yeah. very cool, and also like whoa. And we'll post some pictures of us, uh, screenshots of our text updating her on that and she thought that it fit Mm -hmm. interesting um and to see those you can go to our insta at basic witches pod um where you'll also find the links to our patreon to goddess provisions boxes um and uh giveaways of lots of products so be sure to subscribe there yes um and speaking of subscribing also go to itunes and subscribe to us and leave us a review if you love us because we love you um our guest today is a trans comic killer dude like we have a great conversation that's like so deep about transitioning and like transgender people and everything um Mm -hmm. so yeah anything that and our read was crazy our (laughs) the card reading was crazy yeah. uh but our guest is reed bryce who i met at the pack theater um in hollywood and yeah i think you'll you guys will love it and we love you hexo hexo basic, basic witches Read. Um, I saw on your Instagram you yeah. prefer he, they. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm at this point like most people clock me as a gay man, so yeah. that's what I get the most. I feel like they is probably the most correct. Okay, but also I, I kind of like see things like okay, there. I know what my gender identity is, but I also know what the working knowledge is going to be for mm. most people, and I don't necessarily yeah. want to have to be like, excuse me, uh, supermarket checkout person who's going to forget. <laughs> I exist in 30 seconds. Let me tell you about my gender identity. Yeah. I just go, yeah, thank you also, other sir. And I keep going. Oh, I keep so pushing. <laughs> Are you a gay man? 
That's how I, that's how I probably would say like, okay. if, like I said, like the working, like if I'm going off of like what most people's context clues mm-hmm. will be, I date men who are, who are pretty faggy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I did two once. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. I feel like a lot of female comedians. <laughs> and, and, and to, to be determined on my ex, cause mm. I seriously think he could be, but I have no tabs on him. So he was given off like, at least like maybe bisexual yeah, there was vibes. Like, Yes. Yeah. 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 Which and is I'm like, definitely bi or queer. I don't even know what to say. Fluid. Yeah. Interested. I think in a, a lot. lot <laughs> a lot more people are are at least starting to be like, I oh, that might be just where I am, and I don't even know if I want to like come up with a label yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Which I think the more that people do that, the the easier. It is. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when um. When did you get top surgery? You mentioned that. Oh, yeah. I got top surgery about two... It'll be two years in December. Okay. okay. Yeah, 2017. And I started testosterone like the same month, which okay. uh, do not recommend. <laughs> if, unless you want like? to have like the most intense experience of your life. Just because it was coupled, two things at a time? It was or very... Adam? It was like very kafka as like a, like the transfer, transformation, like very slow motion body horror. Mm. Yeah, because like you're basically... I was like, how about I have major surgery... Where I can barely, I can't lift my arms for like three months, and also I'm gonna start a, a literal second puberty. Oh I, my <laughs> god! And a then most, doc- most doctors are cisgender and like don't necessarily mm. even have all the information yet on how to like properly advise mm. people. Yeah, uh, my cisgender doctors. Uh, either didn't know or didn't like have the enough like a uh, nerve to be like, maybe don't do those both mm, at the same yeah. time. Uh, and it, you know, I, it's doable. And especially yeah. if you're like, I just need to get a going. What was that like getting a second puberty? Cause the first one is hard oh enough. My <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> and it makes you feel just as insane. But now you have the life experience to be like, at least I know why I'm, I'm insane. I'm still going to be doing a lot of dumb shit, but mm, yeah. I mean, fucking some birth control pills I tried back mm-hmm. in the day. Yaz before they recalled it and lowered the hormones. I was yeah. crazy. On yeah. That no, shit. like, and yeah. And it's, the sort of thing where you, you would catch yourself like I'm insane right now, mm. but but oh. also I can't help it. But like, it's I'm because it. chemicals are changing my brain. The yeah. synapses are firing differently now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my uh, emotions. Yeah, because I Woo. I went through I ran the whole gamut through my lifetime because when I was pretending to be a woman, yeah. I went I was going way too deep on yeah, on, the, yeah. on the method acting. I took female birth control too. Wow. Yeah, and so like I've known everything from like being on high estrogen levels mm-hmm. to now like having wow. depleted estrogen levels mm-hmm. and higher testosterone yeah. levels. And I'll say, like, it's very much also how they describe how, like, male and female orgasms are different. Just oh. in terms of, like, it just feels like it physio- uh, physiologically everything feels different, but yeah. also just as intense. Uh, the, the, like, the, the feeling of, like, I'm, my body is changing is very much, like, it's a different experience, but yeah. both are very, very, like, a lot. That's <laughs> so cool. Uh-huh. So you've felt both male and female orgasms. Could you yeah. describe... That's amazing. Yeah. Could you describe <laughs> what the difference is? Can uh, you pinpoint? I would say, because... Uh, the, the science is still out on, uh, because like, I feel like, uh, trans, uh, masculine people, it's very difficult to get them to open up and there's Mm. not a lot of them. There's a lot less representation in the media of them. Mm. So we don't know a lot about like even what all of this is happening or like what the long-term effects are. Mm -hmm. But I do know like anecdotally, a lot of the men that I've talked to, a lot of the uh, non-binary people who've been on testosterone have been like, huh, (laughs) I used to like know exactly where I landed sexually. Like a lot of trans men uh, might be straight because they might have identified as a uh, lesbian before they mm-hmm. came out. And mm-hmm. so now they date women and, and, uh, and then they start testosterone and they're like, 
I have never wanted to see a dick a day of my <laughs> life before this that was not my own. And now suddenly wow. baby's yeah, hungry yeah, and I don't yeah. know what's going on. Uh, so there, uh, I've, I've, I've seen anecdotally, yeah. <laughs> I, anecdotally, I have seen people and I have experienced this to a, a limited uh, effect myself. Your sexuality can change when you start, mm. uh, Hormone replacement I therapy. Mean, that That's makes so sense to me. Yeah, I've, and uh, and it happens also with uh, trans feminine people. There are people who have like identified as like I have just felt like a straight woman my entire life, mm-hmm. and then they start uh, estrogen and go, oh no, also I think I'm also a butch dyke. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it it rules. Yeah. So oh. uh, as far as like how orgasms feel differently, uh, I you know because a lot more. It takes a lot more of the concentration of being able to relax as a woman, uh-huh. if you know what I mean. Yeah, like I need to be able to actually let go because most of my life is hypervigilance. Yes, yeah, especially yes. when yeah. it comes to getting, you know, ironically getting vulnerable and intimate yes. with a man. Yeah, I was like, all right, motherfucker, when are you going to do something weird? To <laughs> uh-huh. me? Yeah, so so vulnerable. So when you can actually trust somebody, it mm. takes so much. Like, okay, I'm relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, and oh shit it's happening yeah yeah <laughs> and then like a lot of it's mental i feel uh-huh. like and also a lot of like the stimulus that even gets you aroused mm-hmm. is a, a lot more times like psychologically mm-hmm. uh involved with men uh and in my cases i've like been masculinized in my in my uh my libido it's just like <gasps> oh i saw something vaguely dick-shaped across the way what is yeah. that oh yes <laughs> and, and then me. and then also like you've noticed with men you're just like are you seizing what's going on? Just all of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's like, like out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes. It's very much more just like, uh, like centrally located in the body, as whereas yeah. like with women, it can like feel like everywhere, mm. including like your brain and like the you know the ether. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And so okay. that yeah, that's been the difference. Like my my, it's a different orgasm I have now. Wow. Wow. So I mean, obviously, it's your opinion only that I'm asking here. But oh, did sure, you sure. prefer one type of orgasm to the other? Mm. Honestly. I, I wish only that, like, I had the option uh, to have one or the other. Because yeah. I'm like, huh. I, I remember those feeling sometimes a little bit more like like being, like, in a lazy river. Mm. Especially, like, if it was, like, intimate sex. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, guy sex can get just can get so existentially like <laughs> yeah. at, right afterwards you're like what the fuck was going on yeah. <laughs> i need to go to Black church yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i recently had an incredible orgasm and mm. i described it as floating into heaven like i literally yes. felt like my soul escaped my body my body went limp and i was like still getting <sighs> fucked and laying there and like my soul is up in the clouds so like everything's good yeah it's like at the end of greece when they get in that car and fly off and she's like <laughs> smiling <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that that relaxing and receiving is mm-hmm. so the female from my experience yeah. orgasm mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah, feminine. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I feel like maybe uh which in it's tough to get to in this yeah, day, in and this I, world. And sometimes. I and I and also like anecdotally like uh, I've noticed like that lesbians tend to report. I think I even read a study uh, maybe that said that like lesbians disproportionately have more orgasms. And I feel it's probably just because they can freaking relax with each other Ooh, and, and feel safe. Yeah, feel safe and know like, oh, this person knows what they're doing because yeah. they're not completely <gasps> lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because oh. those are the only people I don't like sleeping with are straight anymore are straight men. Mm, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> mm. they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> 
We have to teach them, yeah. I guess. Yeah. They Help can learn. Out. They're adaptable. Just like yeah. they do even... want to please the good ones. They oh, yeah, want yeah, to yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like no, and like the the deck is stacked against us all from like an educational standpoint. Yeah, so exactly. I it, like it even comes down to like literally they don't know where things are. And I'm like, how yeah. can you how can you oh. like have an effective sex life if you're afraid to mm-hmm. Google or like like what a woman's body parts are or even touch your own butthole like mm-hmm. once in yeah. your life? Just Mm-hmm. It's a wild. loosen up. <laughs> we need to loosen I think up. it's so important for hetero relationships for the guy to look at the vagina. Really yeah. look pussy. at the woman's pussy and like see what her individual pussy looks like. Well, that would involve yeah. you becoming subject and not object. So yeah. it's a little bit harder for, for them to do that because they've been told by every porn they've ever mm-hmm. watched. Like, you know, unless you're, uh, and if you are going to pay attention to it, make it really intense for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> to okay. be yeah what to be seen yeah it's another vulnerable thing yeah yeah we do have to do a lot of relaxing yeah and like vulnerable yeah i think it vulnerability i, I feel like once i started um just making myself because like i i used to be really closed off too and once i just made myself start communicating explicitly like yeah actually like talking. this is what i want this yeah. feels good yeah and even on the and like talking as much as I could as like the way I would to like a girlfriend, like mm-hmm. about just expressing how I'm feeling. Cause I don't know. I feel like I'm more and more. I'm like, I only want to fuck people who I also would consider like a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that, yeah. What, like regardless of what their gender is, like mm-hmm. I want to be able to be like, yeah. Hey, is it all right that I'm like not feeling okay with this? Can we talk about why it mm-hmm. might not yeah. be? Yeah. Uh, and, and then also just like be like, okay with like, stopping intimacy if yeah. things or or like not focusing <gasps> so much step. on mm-hmm. the orgasm having to be like a destination right. instead of like something mm-hmm. that is cool that might happen <laughs> right you're yes. like a human and a friend first and yeah. then a sexual partner second yeah 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 that's how i approach things like all the time now mm. and it's made it so like casual hookups can either go super super well or mm. just like okay this isn't gonna work out yeah. immediately done yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. um so backing it up a little bit sure. what how did this journey for you start the transitional journey oh sure um because i uh if you're your listeners might not know i yeah i'm a i'm a trans uh, gender uh person i i consider myself like technically non-binary but only because i think all gender is a grift <laughs> i don't think it's mm-hmm. real <laughs> mm-hmm. but i'm also fine with being called like a trans man okay. or uh, a gay man or whatever whatever uh you know helps you just be able to move on in the conversation <laughs> with me <laughs> uh as for when i when i realized this a lot of people will have a different experience some people might like only realize when they see another transgender person Mm -hmm. in their 20s or they might just be like, oh, I didn't know what the language was for it. But for Mm -hmm. me, I like knew from a very like limited perspective because I didn't have the language. That was the big thing Mm -hmm. as a little boy. I was like five or six when I was like, oh, I'm not a I'm not a girl. Why does every everybody's on the road? We're not on the same page. Mm -hmm. I should I should let everyone know I'm a little boy Uh, and uh, it was confusing also because I wasn't necessarily uh, the stereotype that people think about in, uh, when children are starting to maybe present as gender nonconforming mm-hmm. or trans. Uh, when when people are assigned female at birth, mm-hmm. you'll think of them as like, oh, that little tomboy. Mm-hmm. She sure is good at sports. She doesn't like playing with the other girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she, she can't make a cake to save her life. Are we in the 1920s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how old I am. Okay, <laughs> moving on. But I, uh, <laughs> and I, I wasn't necessarily that at all. I, I played with Barbie dolls. I like mm-hmm. dressing up. I preferred the company of the other little girls because mm-hmm. I, the little, the, the boys, 
uh, children are pretty accepting about whatever kind of uh, gender performance you want to have until they get told by adults that it's weird mm. and then they internalize it very quickly. Mm. So I could play with boys and, you know, I was always a girl, but they, you know, they were pretty fair to me otherwise. Okay. And the way that little boys will be as long as you can like, you know, square up with them and like keep up with them. Yeah. But like, and I didn't like having to be constantly competing because that's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> so I always liked uh, playing with girls because they were taught to be passive and, yeah. and, and, and share and everything. I was like, oh, things that make you a complete human. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't, I just didn't realize I was like, okay, I'm a little boy. But everybody is okay with me playing with Barbie dolls. Hmm. Uh, and I don't want to not play with Barbie dolls. And then when I did uh, finally just try to start talking about it with my family, yeah. they are very conservative, mm. like Southern white, white Southern Baptists. So it's like Where, we don't wow. even get the fun of the good music or anything like that with regular Baptists. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Where from in the South? Uh, so the, it's, it just, it's like a denomination that primarily exists in the South. And I had some – I was part of a congregation that must have just come out of, to California at some mm. point. And it's over in uh, one county over from L.A. in Riverside County. But where did you grow up? Uh, in a, in a town called Norco and it's a, it's a farming community. So it gets real red state, uh, Mm. inside of a blue state where it's like horses and cowboys Mm. and rodeos and Klansmen. This is in California? Oh yeah, baby. Like it's kind of like how, uh, (laughs) oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean that in like a derogatory way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I just talk weird. Uh, I'm from, uh, orange, uh, uh, if you've ever been to orange County, uh, Mm. that's where I went to college. Very, very conservative. Okay. Mm, but like yeah. rich people conservative, so you you don't clock them immediately because you're <laughs> yeah. not you don't think of like the hick stereotype of a conservative. It's mm. like rich, it's like people with money who are like feeding the government to like <laughs> to to you know take away people's rights. Mm. Uh, California. Ugh. So outside of like liberal cities, it's because we have such a high population within our uh, cities, our cities that we have more uh, disproportionate like control over uh, the government with like Democratic Party and stuff. Mm. I think I think uh, I could you know be talking out of my ass because I am a comedian. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that's how, how it kind of works because everywhere else I've lived besides like LA, even in places that are like hippy dippy, mm-hmm. like I lived in Joshua Tree uh, for oh, a little while wow. and they literally do have a full chapter of the KKK up there <gasps> and people don't realize that. Uh, I'm, sure I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot you go, of places. Yeah, you realize. go out there to, you know, camp and like take mushrooms and stuff. But if you yeah. look around, there aren't any... Uh, people color there unless they're from the the marine base in the town next over yeah, and you have yeah. to start thinking about hmm, why is that because uh, mm. i finished like my last two uh years of high school there and w- the first day of school that i got there i sat down i looked over and some kid had his binder and he was like marking it up with his with a marker oh. and he was just writing white power over and <gasps> over again and i was like mm, that's terrifying because yeah. i came from, yeah i came from riverside county where there were all kinds yeah. of people so i was right. just like what the fuck is this yeah and then uh <sighs> they were passing out like the dress code and and red shoelaces were banned which uh <laughs> if you've never uh if you don't know much about like skinheads or anything that means you've like performed some sort of violence for for essentially a, a domestic terrorist group oh my god yeah so yeah there were like teenagers who were like full-on like yeah, if I know anything about you as marginalized, you're going to have a bad time, kid. <laughs> so, yeah, I continued. So from childhood through even then. Were you out at that point? No, I okay. came out um, in the t- after the 2016 election. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. I've only been, yeah, I've only been transitioning for about three years. I think I was about 29. I'm 32 okay. now. Wow. Yeah. So wait, you were saying when you started to explain your family's conservative. Yeah, they so were, when yeah. you tried to talk to them they about that. They were like, that. oh, uh, okay, number one, you're broken. 
Number two, <gasps> we're not going to tell anybody that you're broken. Uh, so you're going to pretend to be a little girl and we're going to help you along. And they started really policing like what I was allowed and not allowed to do. Mm. I, they, to the, like, like in a cult way, Fuck. the way that some religions can be like, I was, n- I was no longer allowed to cut my hair. <gasps> I wasn't allowed to pick out my own clothing. Aww. They like would do things like have me go away for the day and I'd come home and my room would be painted pink. <gasps> it felt like out of a, a movie that you'd be like, Fuck. this is okay, huh? This is a little bit on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like the sort of thing that like, if somebody did this to a little cisgender boy, mm. like, can you imagine if some family hid yeah. that, uh, that the, they had a little boy and made him wear a dr- like dresses and stuff to school and like forced him to use a girl's name. Mm-hmm. Like th- it's a lifetime movie that yeah. you would be like, Tori Spelling, I don't believe this. Tori Spelling, <laughs> she would be in that. Kind of reminds me of the She's act. The mom. Yeah, my my, yeah. my my mother, my son, my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, they were like, nope, 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 nope. And so I was like, okay, I'm learning the self hatred that you're wanting oh. me to learn, mm. and I just went ahead and tucked that away mm. for a long time. But there was always like this like lingering little bit of like something's off about about Reed. Mm. Uh, uh, did you continue to talk about it as you grew older and teens and stuff? I completely stopped talking about okay. it because it was very like the the suppression, the rejection of, of it initially mm. was very intense and very yeah. traumatic. Yeah. And so I I I even convinced myself that I was wrong, and I was mm. like, I was just you were a dumb impressionable. Kid. You were a kid, exactly, so, and that's yeah. what you know, and that's what all of these like uh, reactionaries and turfs say when they're like, I'm just scared for the children. They're just, they're not going to know what's wrong. I knew. What is a turf again? Can you- oh, okay. So uh, there, there are a couple of different kinds of transphobia. Mm. There's transphobia that comes from people being uh, reactionary and conservative in the way that we think about it traditionally. Like the, you know, like some, some uptight, like a uh, hick being like, I ain't going to have no man in my bathroom. Uh, and, and they usually come from like conservative, like religious beliefs mm-hmm. or just like gay people are gross. And that's where a lot of transphobia ties back into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like projecting that. And then you have people who are more insidious. I even feel because mm-hmm. these are people who other than their hatred of trans people would identify as far left progressives, like mm-hmm. even farther oh. left than a liberal Democrat would. So these, this this uh, this movement started with uh, lesbians who were like septorists in uh, the what 1970s. Septorists. Uh, I, 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 it's like separate separatingist. Like the okay. people who were like Separists. Yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, they were like, we don't need men so much so that we are going to disconnect ourselves from anything mm. having to do with manhood. Mm. And these people could not accept that somebody who was assigned male at birth and had a body that a lot of uh, mm. queer women find traumatic, you know, in very valid ways. Mm. They couldn't say like, oh, that body, I can disconnect the gender from the perception mm. I have around this body. And so they would see trans women, trans feminine people, uh, you know, coming in, trying to find the same safe spaces that a lot of mm. second wave feminists were trying to find. Because a lot of uh, the feminism that got us more rights in the 1970s came literally from like women housewives getting like, can we have a book club? That's a book club in air quotes. And then we're going to mm. like start writing like feminist journals and like organizing to, to march for our rights and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gay people and trans people were not part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was a, in, in a very violent way. Oh. And there's a, there's something about marginalized people that sometimes they think the quickest way to get 
acceptance from normies is mm. to be like, well, look at this person who's more of a freak than me. Mm. So like, so women would say, oh, okay, or straight women would be like, hey man, we should get um, the same rights as you. Oh, those lesbians? Yeah, they're crazy. Mm. We won't let them speak, but really, we need to be equal. And then yeah. the lesbians would go, okay, women, uh, straight women, we're the same as you. We deserve to be able to come uh, to the same feminist platforms as you and talk about our families and the people that we love Oh, those trans women? Oh, they're, they're the freaks. We're the ones who are able to assimilate. We just want the same things as you. Interesting. Mm. And then whoever was left over just gets completely shoved Damn. to the side and gets nothing. It's like <laughs> assigning a hierarchy. Yeah. So, so uh, a turf? Yeah, a yeah, turf is, uh, is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Okay. Oh, so that's why I was wow. setting you up to okay. know uh, it, it is very much like all of their all of their uh, politics are very leftist and usually super like let even let's overthrow the government and take over and you know dismantle uh, capitalism because that's mm-hmm. what's keeping the patriarchy going. Mm-hmm. But it, their only thing is they don't think that trans women are women and speci- or that mm-hmm. trans men are men. But the focus is prime is like almost entirely on trans women. Mm-hmm. The way a lot of the mm-hmm. violence is against because trans people. They're feminist. And yeah. <clears throat> so they 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 they. they and, and I, I think a lot of them, it comes down to just not being able to fully understand something. Mm-hmm. And so they get frustrated and, and reject it. And I think some people might have some like legitimate trauma that's causing that to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and in any case, we in the 1970s, there would be things like all women's retreats, uh, mm. which were very, like, very important at the time because there was nothing like that mm. had ever happened before where women would go and just create a space for themselves to have mm-hmm. like a weekend or whatever. Uh, just to like feel at home, Mm -hmm. especially if they were queer. Mm -hmm. And then when trans women would try to attend, there would be like Mm. violent resistance against it. And that has kind of like still remained to this day. Mm. It's, like even over in uh, in England in the UK, it's somehow worse than America in terms of like uh, transphobia and mm. violence. Like people like getting actual like altercations at like Pride and Whoa. stuff like that. It's really intense, and it's almost all focused on women mm. and and saying that they're not real, that they're predatory men mm. who are trying to pull a con. It's like the most convoluted like- thing. I, I I'm like. First of all, if there was anyone who was a man who was wearing women's clothing and going into women's bathrooms pretending to be a woman, it was me. (laughs) I was doing that for like decades. Right. So like, but I wasn't doing it for creep reason. I was doing it for survival reasons. Mm. Trans women don't usually have, uh, especially immediately uh, if they're starting their transition, the benefit of being able to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm passing. I have realness where you can't tell right right away. Usually uh, they, you know, they have to, or maybe uh, never do or don't want to because they like how they look. They like how they sound Mm -hmm. and you just get met with resistance immediately. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Every single thing that, um, that people try to essentialize down to like what makes a woman, there are always exceptions that you find in cisgender women. And it's always so funny that people just immediately dismiss that and say, Oh, well maybe that's Mm. just correlational to, to gender. It's not necessarily intrinsic. (laughs) It's really frustrating. I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think we all have masculine and feminine. I don't even, I, yeah. I don't even want to say I think. Like, no, that's, that's what's true. true. Yeah. Like, we're Absolutely. made up of both parts. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is. And it's just presenting Li- and, and more literally or less at the beginning, one or the uh, other. When, when, uh, when, uh, an embryo. Yeah. When an embryo becomes a zygote, uh, 
it's the same it's the same it's, junk uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah and then a me- and then the the genetic code uh whatever it ends up being ends up being like here's the the, the game plan that we're going to go with yeah here's the dick yeah, yeah everyone starts female here's so it's whether yeah. you push yeah, the yeah. Dick at or- yeah yeah cuz uh yeah and then it it kind of just like, like fuses into nipples. a dick it's mm-hmm. wild it's wild yep. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the clitoris is literally a tiny 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 penis it's yep. just very centralized all the nerves are in one specific spot yeah. Yeah. which is why it's so important to touch it <laughs> no, especially yeah, and and also to know like uh, that the clitoris isn't just the little tiny part that is on the outside of the body. It's kind of like the it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a dick that like only an iceberg amount of, of yeah, it is on the it's outside. Kind of like an uncircumcised dick. Exactly. The, the clitoral hood is the external anatomy it fills that, with yeah. blood when we turned on. It's, yes. a, it's a boner inside yes. of our bodies. Yes. Yeah, we have internal boners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just think so about hard it right now. Out. Yeah, yeah. I, I just refer to it's probably not sexual. It's uh, not romantic to do it. But I'm just like, uh, are you an innie or an outie? <laughs> when, I, when I'm uh, trying to like, like, what's what's the deal here? Yeah, 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 yeah. A shower or a grower. Yeah. <laughs> okay, going back a little bit sure. so 2016 then is yeah. when you came out how did that well like it i think that you know that year broke a lot of people's brains uh yeah <laughs> it was very intense and mm-hmm. i think i just because immediately um lgbtq people were like felt like a seismic shift in their sense of security women too women too i was gonna yeah, say yeah every like, kind of marginalized fuck. person is like what is this gonna mean mm-hmm. And you started seeing more and more outpouring of like, here's how I feel in the media. Mm-hmm. And I was like hearing all of these stories of people who were so scared. And I was I was hearing, uh, you know, accounts from literal children who were so freaking like so like nervy. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you you had parents who who like supported you and mm. listened to you. And I was like, how are, how this nine year old is so much braver than mm. I have ever been able to be in my adult life. And I, one day I walked into work and it was like right after the election had happened. And, and at this point, were you still presenting as a woman? You oh, were, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I had um, I had d- done little baby steps that a lot of people tend to do. Like, I got mm. a haircut. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going for something. I, I was going to try a, uh, a bob. I like Twiggy and Audrey Hepburn. Mm. <laughs> and they're being like. Okay, why are you why are you <laughs> referencing women from like sixty years ago, you little faggot? <laughs> and uh, I yeah, so I I had short hair. I would say I probably read very much like a chapstick kind of lesbian, okay. and I not s- lipstick. Chapstick? I haven't heard that. You that's I, intentional I, that you said I, it that way. I yeah. had never been able to paint my face. I don't know how anybody could ever have thought that I was like a respectable woman. Uh, yeah, so I, I I gave off like just vaguely queer vibes. Okay. So everybody, okay. I would get mistaken for a lesbian a lot like people would full-on call me a dyke who would never see me even kiss a woman before and i think it was just even though i you know didn't talk about it or anything like that i think i just gave off an energy that was still queer in some abstract way that made it possible for like kids in high school to still bully me (laughs) and and be like you little you lesbian and i'm like ah I think about dick a lot. I think about dick a whole lot. Am I a lesbian? Can you do that? (laughs) Is those possible? Yeah. And so when I was adult, I, you know, I got to the point where I looked very much like androgynous, but like in a way that was still intentionally female. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I, I go into the bathroom one day, like a few weeks after the election and I think we had just started getting like the way, the daily waves of bad news about Mm -hmm. what it means for our, our, our rights. And, Mm -hmm. I think the the Roe v. Wade like 
concerns started like bubbling up because mm-hmm. uh we something had happened and all of the women had started writing notes to each other on the on the mirror on mm-hmm. post-its somebody like left a pad there mm-hmm. uh because like you know you were even scared to like talk to to men about these things that were happening because we also like had the me too stuff mm-hmm. happening at the same time so it was like a really neat like organically produced safe space where women were like I'm going to figure out a way to still be able to have birth control and just like, mm. fig- like, you know, and it, Oh, I got so emotional. I got so overwhelmed. Yeah. And, I w- and I just remember retreating into a bathroom stall. I'm like, I'm, I'm having a nervous breakdown there. are, And I feel so guilty because there mm. are children who are just facing this and being honest with themselves. And there are people, especially other people, people who are more marginalized who are just dealing with this and doing the active uh, activist work that's going to fucking save the planet hopefully mm-hmm. and i what am i doing i'm just spinning my wheels and being a little coward mm. and you know obviously this is all just me beating myself up yeah, and i yeah, shouldn't yeah. have been talking to myself that way it's not necessarily the way you want to come out yeah. <laughs> it's through a guilt trip to, to yourself yeah but yeah, I did. I, I just like forced myself to, to uh, text my boyfriend at the time and just mm. to just say it. And he was like, "Huh?" <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, and he was yeah. Uh, his his name is Billy. He's very fabulous, and mm. he was the last straight boy that I that mm. I dated. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I came out to him, and I came out as non-binary, and I used mm-hmm. just they them uh, okay. pronouns uh, initially because I was like. No one's going to call me a man. Mm. Nobody's like that doesn't read. Nobody's buying it. It makes me feel really bad about myself. Uh, and nobody wanted to use they them either. But at least I could be mm. more insistent upon it. Because <laughs> yeah. at that point, like uh, a lot of my dysphoria, which is uh, the feeling that trans people get uh, that makes them feel real bummed out and or like in agony sometimes mm. over like the way that they are perceived mm. because of uh, the gender presentation that they have to exhibit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that basically means like I was dressing like a woman. I had female hormones instead of like uh hormone replacement therapy. And I was just feeling like I was, it was like the most intense costume you've ever put on mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to take it off. And it's like seeping into your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm strangling myself to death with, with this secret. Oh. So yeah, I finally yeah. just told one person and that felt great. And then I came out like a couple months later to everybody and everybody was super supportive, mm. uh, except for my family. <laughs> um, I was hoping they would come around. Oh no, honey. Like mm. I actually, um, so I, I, I just, I lived, um, cause there is always going to be like lingering down. So it's like imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that you get in a new job times a million. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'm going to try living as non-binary. I'm going to like, you know, uh, eventually change my name. I have changed my pronouns. I change how mm-hmm. I dress. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're like waiting to see if uh, a tattoo is a good idea, you're like, I'm going to wait a long enough time. Yeah. And if it still seems good, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, uh, about a year later I was like, all right, this is real, I think. Let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> yeah, and then I had I, I started testosterone, and then like two weeks later I had surgery. Wow. And the crazy part was my family just completely ignored any of it was happening. <gasps> so they didn't. Denial. They didn't, yeah, they didn't even wish me luck on my surgery. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And then when I later finally got the nerve up to like confront them about it, yeah. uh, they all pretended that they just had the wrong date. <laughs> Oh, come on. It was such a lame excuse. I was like annoyed. I was like, y'all could have at least gotten a better story straight. (laughs) Like pretend that you all got food poisoning at the same time or something funny. Yeah. Damn. Do you have siblings? I have a half brother and a half sister from each parent. Yeah. And so 
I I haven't talked to any of them really uh, in those two almost two years, mm. and wow. it's been it's been really wild. But I am somebody who's very fortunate in a lot of ways, mm. and I already had a very good support system, okay. especially through the okay. comedy community. Yeah. Yeah. family, yeah, because so many of us come out here like we we move very far away from our families, mm-hmm. and so there are a lot of. There's a lot of weird overlaps between mm-hmm. co- the comedy community and, and like the queer community of like I believe it. Yeah, like yeah. you come in and you can tell that like some little baby is struggling. And you're like, here's how you do it. Yeah. Avoid him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I've just had I had people take care of me. Yeah. And I I right. now feel like I can help take care of other people too yeah. to be able awesome. to get through all all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. And so having having chosen family makes. Uh, night and day difference so that's like the only advice i can give to somebody if they're like my family doesn't uh support me uh and I don't know if I can even deal with that right now. I'm just like, honey, get out, go to a city yeah. that has a queer community, mm, get yeah. in it, get yeah, 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 yeah. to a safe, yeah, yeah. place. Yeah. Un- unless you were so in love with where you are that you can somehow right. start building that yourself. Right. But that's right. a, that's a big uh, that's a big mouthful to take on. So yeah. I, I usually tell people like, just get to LA, get to yeah. San Francisco, yeah. Chicago, New York, so. Toronto, somewhere where you know you can find people like you, yeah. Yeah. and they can help you and hold your hand. And if you're not able to do that. Thank God the internet's here. Yeah. I would say if you are questioning anything, go on YouTube, start looking at some videos because there are trans people everywhere mm. documenting every single second cool. of their transition. So you can get educated yeah. in the way yeah. that I couldn't when I was a kid. Yeah. My, yeah. Like the only trans man I saw when I was a child and it made it a lot easier to be like, ah, yes, staying in the closet is right, is mm. uh, the first time I ever saw uh, an example of a trans man was Hillary Swank in a movie called Boys Don't Cry. Love that movie. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it had some issues because the director uh, was a lesbian and she kind of had the nineteen late 1990s uh, perception of trans men as essentially being a different form of lesbian. It's a very, mm. very complicated okay. thing that I, we won't get into deeply. So she kind of changed some of the story elements to be even more ambiguous as okay. to whether Brandon Tina was a man. Uh, and he was. Uh, if you don't know the story, long story short, and I'm sorry this is such a triggering episode, uh, the first thing that I ever saw of a trans man was a story about somebody who I knew I would grow up to basically look like a, a white boy mm-hmm. uh, getting brutally murdered the moment somebody found out about him. And this mm-hmm. is a true story? Or yeah, this yeah, was, yeah, this was an actual okay. hate crime the, that occurred. Seven? Was it? Uh, I think it was either the 70s or the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And essentially this, it might have even been like not even too long before the the, the film mm-hmm. got made. Uh, I haven't wa- gone back to watch it in a long time just because yeah. I feel like it would be a lot, especially since I did see it as a little boy, like mm-hmm. accidentally yeah. on, on cable or something, mm-hmm. some, some like late night. And yeah. it was what helped me like figuring out like what the abstract feeling mm-hmm. was in me because yeah. I didn't have it like any of this information. So I went, okay. So, like, my parents told me, if anybody finds out that this happens, this crazy ultra-violence will happen. Okay, then I will go ahead and keep this under wraps. And then the second, the next time I did even see a trans man who was, like, alive and happy was in porn. And and in, in like, the the sub-niche of of porn, which is, like, it's already gay porn. Mm. And then, like, even other gay men don't always accept trans men. So it was, like, considered, like, fetish sort of porn. Uh And so... Yeah, it's probably extreme, very extreme, hyper. Still, so, very violent in the way that like uh, fetish porn can be. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I had very, very 
messed up perceptions of trans identity mm-hmm. and I associated so much of it with like the risk of violence. Mm. The only, and the nur- the only nurturing uh, education I got in terms of like what gender means and like what is possible is yeah. from drag queens actually. Cool. Yeah. Ah. RuPaul taught me that I was trans. Wow. Yeah. Which is really Amazing. funny because now he like accidentally steps in a mess all, all the time because he's still <gasps> trying to like, get everybody's like learning more yeah Yeah. cisgender people which is how he uh, identifies and who who can even know yeah uh, because like uh drag queens and their identity to to gender is it's complicated um i know because i am a drag queen also (laughs) (laughs) i do i do feminine uh drag now that i transitioned yeah Uh, but yeah rupaul i saw as a kid because uh have you noticed that like drag queens have kind of become like a weird kind of like trendy thing or at least it's like more popular to watch like uh rupaul's drag race mm-hmm. and, yeah and i think like across the country young, it's more seen yeah and like young people be. like call each other daddy and talk about their wigs being snatched that's yeah. all literally just drag queen yeah. stuff that mm-hmm. has been lifted yeah uh and it's so it's very strange that like drag queen culture has permeated parts of young culture and popular culture yeah. where people aren't even aware that it's happening right yeah. so uh uh, a, a first moment happened like that in the early 90s when RuPaul had uh, a single called uh, Supermodel mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, of the World, I think it's called, uh, come out and she had her own TV show mm-hmm. and there was a film called uh, To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie uh, uh, Newmar, uh, where it's like these three drag queens and you yeah, it very much spoon fed to America. Like this is what yeah. drag being drag queens are. It's yeah. different from being transvestites, different be- from being trans. Uh, but seeing that as like a five year old, all I saw was a woman who said she was a woman, and other people sometimes disagreed with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so you can just say no, I disagree with what you're saying about me. Yeah, I can be a boy. And so that yeah. was the way that I had the language for it. it. Was like I was like, oh, okay. So the same way that she's a woman because she says she is, mm-hmm. I'm a boy because I know I am. Yeah. And that's all I had to work with for yeah. a long time. And then I also had like, oh, but if I tell people, I will get beat up. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to give credit where credit is very much due, uh-huh. um, our 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 environment creates our reality. Yes. So what you grew up in, you weren't you were talking about the nine-year-olds that are brave today, but it's like, because we live in a society that is more accepting. So like about yeah. it more. totally like, not to tell you what to do, but like give yourself more, like don't beat yourself up oh, about it. Cause like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's the same way that like, you know, have you ever had some dude or like some, somebody just be really messed up to you. And in mm-hmm. the moment you, didn't know what to do and yeah. then afterwards you, you have to deal with it. it or especially if it happens to somebody else and you're yeah. like I, I don't know why didn't oh, I do yeah. anything oh yeah or you know, or you somehow figure out and rationalize a way mm-hmm. to make it your own fault mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah mm-hmm. it's the same you know I'm working on therapy baby totally yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah baby I love therapy I sound like therapy Austin Powers baby. I'm realizing <laughs> oh boy That's awesome. Not shagadelic. Yeah. <laughs> so you, when we were messaging about you coming on the podcast, you mentioned that you had a spiritual journey when you were transitioning and doing oh, all that. Uh, so let's hear about that. I also, would say, can uh, we spark yeah, this spark lucky 420? Oh, yeah. oh my god. A group of feminist, speaking uh, of feminist, <laughs> uh, babe stoners. That's, they're, they're activists. They're working to help uh, get people out of jail that were are in for Okay, because I was going to say, charges. is it feminist or is it like Gwyneth Paltrow feminist? No, we're, no. These <laughs> are we're feminist. Awesome, babes. Uh, company run by all women. Uh, 
I think mostly women of color. Um, yeah, activists. Yeah, that rules. That, yeah. yeah. Like, I've, I can't wait till it's decriminalized. across. Like, when it becomes <sighs> so, a federal mandate, and especially when they like, do the right thing, and they, like, and let every fucking guy everybody, everybody who's, like, had a three-strike sort of, like, complete, mi- like, miscarriage of justice. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, fucking white people, now, the moment that it's, yeah. that it, that it's legal, they're, like profiting off of the work of all of these people who yeah, got put into prison for life. Familiar. Have you guys so. seen 13 or 13th, the uh, um, Netflix? Yet. Ooh, yeah. Documentary about, I think the 13th amendment. Yeah. I want yeah. To say that's right. Yeah. yeah. Cause that, essentially that, if you don't know, like the long story short is like, if you're in prison, uh, in certain contexts, you, you give up your right to not be a slave anymore and you, or, your labor. Wait. Yeah. It's like, li- it's almost that literal. Like, the only slave labor that is still legal in the in America because of the Thirteenth Amendment are people who are in prison. Ah, uh, yeah. And a big reason why uh, they don't want to let those people out of prison is because then they'll lose uh, that workforce that they can that they can exploit. Yeah, that's like yeah. the clearest way I can say. It's way, way, way more complicated yeah. than that, uh, and it disproportionately it's affects uh, black, black people. Men. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they're doing good work. Yeah. Reed is using a basic witch's lighter. Yes, <laughs> yes baby. <laughs> yes, <Very> witch. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is good, sugar. See? Yeah. Lucky 420. No, I uh, I feel like uh, I, I I say stuff like baby and uh, honey sugar. and sugar. I, I love that. So, sugar. I had I'm to tell somebody, I, I'm not flirting with you. I talk <laughs> like a waitress. <laughs> Would you? Can I, can I top you off? <laughs> yeah, can I get another coffee, Reed? Yeah, of course. <laughs> right, right away. <laughs> Mm, she nice. Oh, okay, so good. your spiritual journey. What was yeah, that I, like? Um, and by spiritual journey, I think I um, a lot of the conversation around trans people is: is this a medical thing? Is this just something that like you could uh, relate to as like a congenital condition? Like you were born that way. Um, but a lot of times, and it's like a chicken and egg situation uh, mm. that can then be used to keep people who uh, maybe don't f- check every single box in a medical examination questionnaire mm-hmm. like that can very easily make it so your doctor can be like uh are you sure you're trans well you're not trans so i'm not going to treat you or make your insurance go uh are you sure you're trans well we're not going to cover your mm-hmm. testosterone mm-hmm. you can't afford it otherwise oh. so there's a lot of gatekeeping mm-hmm. so a lot of trans people feel uncomfortable with saying that this is specifically a medical condition because mm-hmm. some people also uh, like some cultures, uh, a, a lot of people have heard the term two spirit. They don't realize a lot of a lot of times that it's like it's, it's a, literally part of some uh, native cultures like religion. Mm-hmm. And you can't just some some tribes do. Some a lot of them don't just go and like I'm two spirit. I'm mm-hmm. like more than one gender. Like it's way more complicated. I'm a Gemini. Does that make me a two spirit? <laughs> I was just thinking Gemini. That just makes you chaotic. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. No, I'll let you know. Uh, I have if I find out a man's a Gemini, I have to like maybe like not. I have to put some distance because I'm really? like I'm gonna fall in love with you because mm. I'm because I, I I'm an Aries Sun and yeah. a Leo Moon, and so I love the challenge of Ooh. Gemini's. Oh, it, we're you fun. are for yeah. sewer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, baby! I am. I'm two fire signs, and then and then a Taurus, just to like make me oh, stable enough my. to keep a job in my in my ascending. <laughs> okay, good. Thank God. I love that you know all this. So yeah, good. I do too. Yes, mm-hmm. which. What are your guys' displacements? Double Scorpio, no mask. My rising Ooh. and my sun are Scorpio, baby. Mm. And then wow. my moon is Aries. Yeah. So I get shit done. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. yeah, better than a sun, a sun Aries. Sun. I'm like <laughs> Gemini sun, Pisces moon, Capricorn rising. 
Capricorn. Okay, I can kind of oh, see that. So yeah. I'm a very sociable businesswoman like, that yeah. also has a lot of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I'm an Aries, so there's not a any hill that, I, that I'm not. I won't die on. <laughs> like sure. not a hill. <laughs> God, march, and like march, march. like Batman syndrome intensely. But when did you, when did you get into your chart, your sign, and like um, researching cause, that? Because I I always would um think it was really fun to read like the horoscope and like Cosmopolitan magazine yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. when you're like oh, reading yeah. your mom's on the toilet and like not understanding like oh this sex move is good for you if you're an Aries. <laughs> 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 I lo- I miss that magazine's nonsense. Uh, and and so but I always was kind of like especially since um astrology I think for a while got caught in the same trap as like, you know, those atheists that are like really a lot about it, like really harsh <laughs> to the point. You're like, yeah. maybe I am Christian. Cause I just don't <laughs> want to be anything like you. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was like, Oh wait, I've been listening to, to almost exclusively dudes, like straight dudes who go in hard on, on uh, astrology and, yeah. and talk about how it's nonsense. And I'm starting to realize it's Some always bugged it me. Makes sense. Well, or even or, just like the fact that you're you're so such a douchebag about it. I want to be more empathetic to the, the people who do believe uh, in this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, you know, yeah, like a lot of people, it is a good move to just be like, "What is this straight guy yelling about? Let me look up the other side <laughs> exactly. of that story." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every story. <laughs> like, uh, and so with this, when um, I think it, you know, in the last couple of years, it has been like. Uh, like la- like laughably become trendy a lot, yeah. But like the accessibility of it, it just kind of seeps into you know the periphs of your social media, and you're like, well, what is that? Yeah, yeah. and you're like, well, have, was I fair the last time I like thought about even thought about the, the yeah. zodiac? And so you, I just start looking at everything, and yeah, I was like, oh, okay. There there are a lot of things that I have felt about myself in like a spiritual way. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would never have connected it to, mm. to this, this set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't necessarily would, would think of myself as like somebody who knows a lot uh, about like the, exactly about like the charts and stuff yeah. and the plotting of it. Cause it's like, that seems like a lot of math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know so, yours, yeah. it seems. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Cause you I, know your I, basics. I yeah. and also you like follow 10 meme pages and you like know yes. your own sign, like the back of your hand <laughs> yeah. in a week. <laughs> yes. That's so me. That's yeah. so Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of like it because, uh, and a lot of times people are like, well, it's all so general, and how can how can so many people fall under these uh, just twelve umbrellas? And I'm like, well, think about it this way: even if you don't even like believe believe in it, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah. Uh, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like how nobody would ever talk this way about someone who's never set foot in Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> but says, "Go pack." More than they Go say, pack. "I love you, my wife." <laughs> 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 like, they, like it's like how is it not just been like, "Yeah, I'm on Team Aries." Fuck you. <laughs> you know Mary's. what I mean? Yeah, because like honestly, like uh signs reading each other is my favorite thing. What do you mean signs reading each other? Oh, like uh you know, like you know, just like coming for each other, like roasting each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, That's okay, what the okay, memes totally. are for, just to be like Oh yeah, yeah. Like Gemini is and the that, most is that way you the most like made fun of ones are Scorpio and Gemini. Yeah, we're the craziest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have a podcast together. You're welcome. <laughs> no, we're exactly sorry. What we would say. <laughs> no, but y'all do cover subjects that are oh, like yeah. sensuality, spirituality. Like you yeah. guys have it covered. Also, because y'all like fucking know how to do That's your research true. too. You're yeah. smart. <laughs> We're both responsible and deep and mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. And ready to have the argument, which is the most yeah. important, I think, Brave. especially to this kind yeah. of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm just sick of podcasts where 
somebody goes on, says something super problematic, and you can tell that you can tell you can hear the the host clenching their buttholes, Ooh, but they but never they actually say, say anything. anything. I love it when someone will actually get a little bit messy on air. Yeah, it's so yeah, yeah, which is like, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I bet you do. Some right now. If some yeah, if something did come up that you're like, hmm. Let's go back to that at least. But even if it's yeah, just like, yeah, like yeah. ooh, this is going to be really we will usually like, ask juicy it gossip. Back. Like, did you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll call the shit out. Um, so I, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I would see your your transitional journey as inevitably spiritual. Yeah. In that, it's a self You're like coming self back to yourself expression. Yeah, uh, You're coming I, yeah. back to yourself. I. I and your intuition knew at age five that this is who you were always yeah. meant to be. And, and now you're acting on your intuition. Like, that's so witchy. That's so mm-hmm. spiritual. Absolutely. Because, yeah, uh, I said it before, but I do believe it in a real way. Yeah. I just also understand that, like, it's a belief system and other people mm, can have a true. different totally. opinion. And totally. I can I can be compassionate. And uh, so I don't think gender exists. I mm. really do think that in a literal sense that there are things to like the physiology of the way that our species reproduces. Mm-hmm. And we put a lot Gender's of... Gender is a construct. Yeah. And yeah. so we started layering on uh, constructs to these these th- these entities and, and made them... Like we've made the little details as exactly. important as like the mm-hmm. function of what it was, the intent was. Uh, it's like very cerebral. Yeah. Like it's so thinky. The and way it, that we came up with labels and gender and language yeah. even. Like it's because we have brains, but our bodies are, you know. And it's connected to homophobia. I think like mm-hmm. transphobia and homophobia all feed into uh, the patriarchal construct that the female is the, is the, the weaker one. <sighs> it all comes down to the patriarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And do you uh, know why that is? Because the, um, I'm reading about this in Denial of Death, but it's like the castration complex mm-hmm. that uh, when you first see, this is like, I think Freud or someone, but yeah. when you first see your mother naked or like a woman naked to a boy, it looks yeah. like they're your, their penis is chopped off <gasps> so it looks like they're castrated which makes them think they're like weak Fear. or yeah. So, yeah and like especially they're if you haven't had it to them. explained Whoa. properly yet you might be like is that gonna happen to me and that's a very visceral sort of like feeling like yeah like if, if i was a little boy had a dick i was like is that gonna get chopped off yeah like, and yeah, then that. you have that fear of that and then my entire yes. time here on this earth oh, and oh, then oh, goodness the patriarchy okay that makes <laughs> a lot of sense that extra yeah. yeah and i th- so yep. yeah i think uh i think the idea of of uh, desiring and uh, loving your own femininity is just like very hard to mm-hmm. digest uh, for the culture that we live in. Yeah, and so I, I, yeah, I really, I, I, I don't say it uh, a lot because uh, people don't always want this word just thrown around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can bleep this if you need to. Nope, get messy. Uh, I feel like my gender identity is just little faggot because <laughs> I, I don't necessarily <laughs> feel like I'm a guy or a girl. But if someone's going to just like look at me and clock me, they're like, that's a little faggot. <laughs> oh. And that's where I, I live and exist. I'm very... <laughs> Ironically, as a gay trans man, I, I have felt more confident and safe than I that ever proudly, did. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I love uh, being queer. It mm-hmm. has, it has opened me up in uh, not only just in like the day to day life mm-hmm. of like being comfortable. Uh, once I stopped having hangups about my sexuality and my gender, mm-hmm. I was actually. Because I feel like it, it, since it's like a form of power dynamics uh, primarily, yeah, it allowed me to start doing good work 
Because <gasps> mm, <I laughs> like you felt that. safe yeah. and you felt empowered. Yeah. And it was probably wow. authentic and you were able to be vulnerable again. I've gotten yeah. like, yeah. I, I uh, totally get that. My career changed in terms of like the getting paid thing more mm. often. Like that has happened way more times now yeah. that I can like have. aligned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I know what my point of view in the world is now. Yeah. I'm not constantly fucking questioning myself. Yes. And when I do question myself, it's interesting. And I will yes. write that down. And, learn <laughs> yeah. something. And, then, yeah. and then someone's like, I won't but, buy that because that's fucking crazy that that happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, but then you're not you're, afraid of it because you've exactly. addressed it. Yeah. And you're listening to that intuition. Yeah. 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 yeah I feel like I do better work. I'm like a more <clears throat> compassionate person. Highly, mm-hmm. highly recommend transitioning. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A plus. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. Do you consider yourself a witch? Do you do like witchy stuff? Like have you had your card read or uh, I anything? Actually, I, I would say like some, some, some on some part of like a pagan spectrum. Yeah. Because uh, I, I also don't try. I try my best to not appropriate uh, other cultures uh, occult practices mm. or what they would like most uh, correlate to being mm-hmm. uh, pagan or occult. So if mm-hmm. I don't know specifically what sage is for, mm-hmm. uh, originally to the the people who first it's did like it, how you're not trying to say I'm I'm a shaman if you've done mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be. I don't be the white dude going into Joshua Tree and like buying turquoise and, and yeah. a turquoise dream catcher and me like, oh, you're my spirit animal, you know? Ugh. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, we, yeah. We, so I guess uh, that was just to say, I do, I, I do what I consider rituals and spells, but I construct them myself. I think cool. everyone has their own definition yeah. of what a witch yeah. is. Yeah. Totally. The personal. term is changing. Yeah, yeah. I have like, I have like rituals, like a lot of them that I, I don't discuss with people. Because part mm. of that is like the, the how I keep it sacred. Mm. Yeah, it says like there's no other witness to it mm, than, than cool. what I would consider totally my self. higher power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, it's time for your card reading. Cool. So take the cards, mm-hmm. let feel them in your hand, kind of let them get to know you, and then let's talk about what you might want guidance on, or if it's a general. Yeah. I want guidance. You can ask on. about anything. Yeah. Um. When you're ready, you can hold the pictures facing your heart while we talk about it. Okay. Oh, like this way? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, to- other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I want to learn more about, like, how to uh, improve my ways of connecting with people. Okay. Ooh, love that. So you yeah, want guidance on how to connect more with people? Or yeah. improve your ways of connecting? Either or. Whatever will, like, have yeah. a clearer answer, You want I think. some guidance cool. on connecting with yeah. people. We'll make it simple. Okay. Love it. Amazing. Let's see what the cards Let's do a deep want inhale. to share with you. Okay. And hold it at the top. <sighs> Ooh, so good. Good reminder. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. The best. Okay. She's shuffling. I got it. Oh. So interesting. Cool. Ishtar boundaries. boundaries. Oh, so I should like uh, develop love some. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Maybe. yeah. laughs> love yourself enough to say no to others' demands on your time and energy. But this is so interesting that we asked about oh, damn it. connecting <laughs> and there's something about boundaries. I, I love this card though because it's very strong and powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's boundaries in terms of yourself and others. Yeah. Uh, the figure on, on the card 
uh, has like a kind of feminine uh, presentation, uh, but the the shoulders are back and very confident. Mm-hmm. So I know what you mean. That does yeah. that does read very strong. Actually, wow, very you, strong. Yeah. Could you continue? You did such a good job. Could you continue describing the colors and like how how does this picture make you feel, Reed? Um, it kind of makes me feel like because it it's va- it looks like vaguely like Egyptian or in some way like. Uh, and some ancient civilization mm-hmm. that may or may not be white, but it's a very white passing figure who's drawn. So it makes me think of Liz Taylor's Cleopatra. It does. <laughs> Amazing. Totally yeah, totally. Does. She does look like. Totally. Yeah, because she, because Liz Taylor was like everything as she Cleopatra. Has. She like she was like at the top of like her sexual like. Oh uh, yeah, peak and 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 so much of that in her her career was like mm. her sexual like objectification. And I mm. fucking want her dress. Her tits look great. She has amazing <laughs> side boob. You guys, you'll see the picture. Oh yeah, and fucking like a pleated like breast <laughs> yeah. patches with a no. Head it piece. almost it's gorgeous. Looks, it almost looks like a unitard, but it has like a uh, it has some sort of like big uh, neck collar piece over. Yeah, it. jewels. Yeah, mm, very fierce. very Egyptian mm. fetish. Mm. Okay, <laughs> hot. <laughs> All right, message from Ishtar. <clears throat> a sincere desire to give of service is wonderful. Remember, we're talking about connecting with people. Mm-hmm. However, there's a distinction between giving of yourself and giving up yourself. Mm-hmm. If you feel tired, guilty, or resentful while helping others, then you're not truly helping them, are you? You're injecting poisonous energies into the relationship and then no one benefits. Mm -hmm. Step back and reassess the situation. As you respect your own boundaries, others will begin to recognize and respect them within you and within themselves as well. Now that's a healthy behavior to teach to others. So I shouldn't text that guy a second time (laughs) in a row asking, what are we? Boundaries, baby. (laughs) Okay, so various meanings, whatever of these apply, let us know. You're giving too much. Mm. Are you overgiving? I mean, I feel feel like um, if I have very much a, if someone needs help and I can do it, I'm going to do it sort of like mentality. Okay. Become more assertive. Don't do things out of guilt or obligation. That big time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, sometimes it's good to practice being a no person if you're a yes Mm. person. Like be a no first person. Yeah. Where where when someone asks something of you, you say no first and then you can always change your mind if you can help them. I see what you mean. Like if you're needing to fill your cup, like yourself. That's especially hard for me, especially if it's like, what feels like uh, like little things, but over time, all those o- obligations add up to the uh-huh. point that you're like, oh, shoot, when do I like uh, let my hair down for a second? Uh-huh. Yeah. I like to ask myself, who am I doing this for? Yeah. Like, is it for me because I want to help because I want to do something nice for someone? Or is it because I feel like I have to or I feel like manipulated into it or something? Oh, So I was just like time. check in mm-hmm. with myself. Yeah, professionally and personally. Yeah. That happens so mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Okay, let's find out about Ishtar. She's been worshipped and invoked since ancient Babylonian times. Just like Liz Taylor. As the embodiment of Venus's womanly energy. Ishtar represents the divine feminine in all of her aspects, including nurturing, mothering, sensuality, fertility, healing, protection, and wisdom. Oh, we got it all. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what uh, what are yours? uh, Do you all know your Venuses? Oh no, I don't. Uh, I believe mine's also in Scorpio and oh, Mars. <laughs> you even you, you you love and you fuck like a Scorpio. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I know. Lucky anybody who gets to sleep with you. Thank you. (laughs) Rachel, while you're editing this episode, remind her to make a note of that timestamp, baby. Oh man, did I just vindicate some argument? Oh, I mean, that's just that's just like just yeah. validation for uh, her. Bonus footage <laughs> for my life right yeah, there. My penis is in Pisces. It's one of like the only like woo-woo dreamy parts of me. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, like when cool. I d- but it does make it uh, it plays into how Aries uh will sometimes fall into their feelings too quickly because mm. they're fucking clumsy asses. What is your Venus? What is that my control? Venus? Yeah, so it's it's it, love it, love realm. It's, it's okay. your love yeah, co- feminine, just, but it's separate from I sexuality, which mm-hmm. falls under your Mars. Which is mm-hmm. your fighting your fucking sign? Which is sign. actually masculine, yeah. and mine is Gemini, which means oh. I'm also a fucking freak. <laughs> but also, but then I'm like, but I also need to be the little spoon. Oh yeah. Duality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, one more sentence. We're almost okay. As a multi-dimensional goddess, Ishtar doesn't tire of helping the men and women who call upon her for assistance. So nice. you need to call to motherfucking Ishtar. Oh uh, yeah, I. I uh, often my friends are like, "You should have asked for help sooner, you dipshit." That's like how almost all, every time I Giving do, and too much. realize, yep, okay, cool, mm-hmm. yeah, that homework. was that is, yeah, that is the <laughs> advice I get from literally everyone. So of course I'll get it from the goddess too. Thanks, okay. <laughs> she's she's hard telling you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, sometimes I I do have to just be told like fifty times before I take good advice, but. <laughs> Could you do something to say thank you to Ishtar, like give her a hug or kiss or whatever feels right to end the session? Nice. Yes, beautiful. One on each cheek. Oh, beautiful. Classy. Thank you, Ishtar. All right, and then anything to plug? Where can people find you? Plug it in, plug it in. Oh, man. I'm going to go buy some Blade. Right? Sponsored. Sponsored. Rachel, when you're editing this, make a time code and get that sponsor. Uh, So I would say, uh, if you haven't been, uh, I really recommend uh, checking out the Pack Theater in in Hollywood, Mm. California. We're pretty sure that's where we met. Yes. (laughs) And uh, it's a a seven-day-a-week theater that all shows are pay what you can. Mm. And they're very, as far as all the comedy theaters in L.A., one of the, the ones that I feel like, I'm sorry. And boundaries. I want also want you to plug you, oh. not just someone else. I see. <laughs> you, 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 you. <laughs> well, very selfishly, that theater has been very kind okay. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What? Oh, oh, God. Where, what am I using? Insta? Do? I, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At that dang dingus, T H A T D A N G D I N G U S on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, but my Venmo is at Reed Bryce. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> is that too much plugging? Yeah. No, no, that's great. Send me money. Oh, Amazing. Um, I, I, was, I was watching a documentary. At Rachel Dash LaForest. Send me money, too. Uh, yeah, I was watching a, a YouTube video about, uh, like, a Vice sort of video about, like, fin-doming. That's where, like, the mm. a dominatrix, but just for give me money. And oh. I was like, that's the best grift of all time. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Hell, um, yeah. And we end every episode with a basic blessing. This is something we're grateful for today. Um, I'm grateful for you having this honest conversation. This is the longest conversation I've had with a trans person about the experience. So it was very, I was really looking forward to it. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful to be able to talk about it on Mm. something that has like uh, any sort of uh, a viewership, an audience, uh, because a lot of uh, what I would recommend if you're listening, you're like, I'm going to go talk to my trans friend about this. Hold on a second. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times trans people just want to like live their lives Mm. and not have to deal with educating people every waking moment. So what I am actually grateful for really selfishly uh, is if I can have these conversations places 
and just get the good word out that we're yeah. also fucking normal people. <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes my life easier, but it mm. also makes other people's lives easier. People yes. who, who are more marginal than I, than I and just want to like work their lot, uh, their jobs, and yeah. have their families, yeah. Yeah. and be able to vote. I'm sure that's going to be the next thing they take away. I'm just saying. Mm. Uh, Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> We won't let that happen. Thank you. I yeah. I, I am grateful yeah. for that too. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, we're fighting. Um, I did owe Leah's gratitude, and I will add it to. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah, gratitude. Yes. All right, that was um, the third. That was not good. Okay, I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful for um, Simri. I'm reminded of. <clears throat> her by this little purse that's holding my cards now but she's the body paint artist who did so many shoots with me and and made art on my body and made me appreciate my body and she's a mm. feminist Baditude. i am <laughs> baddy so, attitude you do witch. body painting that i yeah. love that i've watched, done it I too it now too. It really i have cool. watched every episode of skin wars <gasps> on netflix oh yeah which, I, if you've never seen it love it so oh, i've seen every episode too and yep, i was me like too. i'm my skin wars dream <laughs> it's kind of yeah yeah there's a dude on it who's like guy fieri but if he was real yeah. into painting naked yes, people that it's that kind of energy too yeah highly recommend <laughs> that's recommend. so cool that you do that and her work's beautiful i'm yeah. looking at this bag it's like gorgeous oh, like sort of like that's not her work <laughs> oh i'm so sorry <laughs> a bag she gave me well she gave it to you i was like well she it has good taste from india her country i okay i was like <laughs> she made that <laughs> no but Anyways, she's very but talented she oh. at simri beauty that's my gratitude today yeah Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Reed. <laughs> Thank you so much, baby. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. <laughs> what a way to end.